Okay, we're live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> to the MSG Podcast. Yep. Boy, it's good to be back. Bro, you've been out for three weeks. Three weeks. Ah. You had COVID or mm-hmm. sick, whatever. Yes. I had COVID for a week and a half, and then was quarantining, and then was too tired last week. Yeah. So I almost recorded an episode. Without you, like I had two options. I was like, I could try and get somebody, and I could have got somebody, or I could just record alone. And I got really lazy. I was like, I don't want to text anybody. (laughs) And I was like, last time I did a solo episode, it was horrific. And I was like, you know what? That's just a dumb idea (laughs) because I can't. I talked to Alex a little bit uh, (laughs) over quarantine. I was like, hey, you know, you liked the podcast so much, you ought to get in contact with Train see if y'all could do an episode. If he had contacted me, I would have had him on. Yeah. I guess he never did do it, but... I mean, I would have, but... Yeah. Yeah, because I think he was... He really liked being on the podcast. I'm Bro, sure we could get him back. Oh, my gosh. You, I'm, dude, speaking of that, like, I've missed being on here. Mm-hmm. It's like, good to just it, get on and talk. It, I don't know about you, but it's almost like I'm, like, emotionally attached to the podcast now. Yeah. Like, the... Oh, baby. You Like, that day... I don't know when, but the one day, whenever we end the podcast, mm-hmm. it's probably going to sting. Oh, yeah. Pretty we finally ba- Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't know when. You know, but it, years from now, it's probably gonna now? really sting. <laughs> and it's gonna suck now that I realize. Like we're we're on episode eighty two right now. Yeah. Oh, we're but you know, die. many many podcasts they run for thousands of episodes. So I think, hey man, maybe I don't think we're that close to the maybe end yet. we haven't made it to episode one hundred, dude. No, we're we're gonna have to do something big for we're that. Two years into this, and we haven't made it to episode one hundred. <laughs> That's okay. You know, it's. I need to talk to you. I got an idea for episode 100. Okay, we'll have to. But not. We'll do it off air, yeah, yeah. obviously. All right, um, David's been out, and we got stuff to talk about. That's right. <laughs> we actually have a little structure. This, this is time. actually kind of scary now because we were talking about how people from church are now listening yeah, to the podcast. Yeah. So it's like so I feel welcome. stressful on things I say <laughs> on here now. Because yeah. it's like, I don't want to say something, like, we want to talk about false teachers. I don't want to say something completely stupid <laughs> or just completely wrong, you know? If if we mess up, which is, there's a high likelihood that I we will. I always mess up. And, again, we're both very ignorant about a lot of things, uh, scripture included. Uh, but just lovingly correct us, and we will we will acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, welcome everybody that we know that's... Uh, Check our email me. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our Make email, it will be... comments. It will be in the description. We don't have, well... Have you checked it at all? Like, have we gotten any messages? I haven't checked it since, pro- I think, last time we recorded. Okay. There might be something I'm there. We could have been but, answering questions or something. Nah, so uh, our, our email will be in the description if you have suggestions, comments, or just concerns. topics. Yeah, topics. Concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David needs a haircut. Now, that's yeah. my concern. <laughs> but they can't tell. <laughs> One day. One, actually, you know what? I strive to never have a video podcast. Hey, you want this? <laughs> it's easier to open it. I'm not gonna lie. You yeah, just kind of you stab it. Yeah. What these are these called? drinks that look like hugs? They're called happy. Are they called happy drinks? Happy drinks. <laughs> are we drinking some illegal drugs here? Who knows? <laughs> they they do have that chemically taste. They so. have something, dude. It's like oh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we gotta mm. get something to get through the podcast. Anyway. We do. We're we talking do. about deep. Uh, deep, deep. Yeah, subjects. let's get into it. Yeah. All right. Today we want to talk about false teachers. That's. Uh, and is there any other type of false teacher than the one we're talking about? Like, do I need I, to clarify what we're talking about? Well, are there other types? I don't think so. I mean, it, at least in terms of the religious concept, uh, uh, false teachers who are specifically taking the word of God and either twisting it or just falsely 
false, say anything. Yeah, yeah, falsely proclaiming I, the word of God. I don't know if there's other types of false teachers that people would get mixed up on, so we have to clarify. I, don't, I mean, I guess if you had a teacher that was teaching that wasn't <laughs> a math a teacher, teacher who's teaching you English, yeah, that's, that's a false a teacher. False teacher. <laughs> that's not who we're talking about. We're not talking about them. Although, <laughs> we'll be, that will be next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about false teachers for at least part of this, and then I'll wing it from there. Um, awesome. Uh, I don't want to get into this. Well, I, I have... No, we don't want to talk about it now. No, it's like, I had a... <laughs> dropping things over there? I dropped my phone. <laughs> um, no, I had, I had a question about false teachers, but I feel like we need to just generally talk about false teachers before I can bring up the question. Okay, go for it. Shoot. You have any, uh, anything you want to start with? Do we, I... we want to start with, like... Kind of First off, I have a list of names of false teachers. Okay, we're going to call them out by name immediately. Well, the first one's on the board. Yes, the big uh, J-O. Joel Osteen, and, and we've talked about false teachers. Like we mentioned we, yeah, it, we've and we about it in the past. slightly mentioned a little bit, but we've never gone into detail on it. And I feel like this is something useful to do, because the reason this has been on me, and this has been on me since last time we recorded for the past three weeks, mm-hmm. and I actually wanted to talk about it, but you were out, so... Right, right. I've been, You've been holding simmering it on it, you know. It's been Gathering steaming. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I watch TikTok a lot. Mm-hmm. Or I guess in my free time I watch TikToks, and more and more I'm starting to follow, like, people who are, are like, believers God, you know, promote that. And, right. You know, who also would help me walk in my faith, whether they're talking about a single verse, whatever. Um, I've been seeing more and more, and I've already been studying a little on false teachers. Right. So you got Joel Olsen, I don't really... I've never really done research on him mm-hmm. because I listened to his sermons and I saw his well, interviews. Research, essentially. And I was like, this, this, I want something difficult. Joel Osteen's not hard to prove. It, it's true. Joel Osteen, I can listen to a single one of his messages and break it apart and destroy right. it. I'm like, yeah, that's just not right. But you have other people who, I, I, know I mentioned to him, like Stephen Furtick. Yeah. Stephen Furtick, I think, no doubt about, is a false teacher. Mm-hmm. But he's clever with his words. Right. So if you're not looking for it or you're not paying attention to it you kind of believe that he he's a man of god you know he's preaching the word everything he says is true and um obviously i'm of the opinion and you can disagree with me i don't care i'm of the opinion that there will be more people in hell than heaven personally i think because the way you know it's easy Mm -hmm. The, the way to christ is narrow so it's 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 a very difficult path to follow Christ, mm-hmm. and it's consistently being tested and consistently, you know, the, the world hates you for it. So that's no, in, that's, in that that's regard, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. So we have people like Stephen Furtick. Um, you know, I'll just say I, I wrote down Joel Osteen, Beth Moore, Stephen Furtick, Joyce Myers, Mike Todd, Carl Lentz, and T.D. Jakes. Right. Now, granted, there probably are more. And I'm not familiar with everybody on that list. I'm Heck, familiar with a few. I'm not either. I've still got to do research in some yeah. of them. But yeah. I've recently been looking at the guy Mike Todd, also known as Michael Todd. Mm-hmm. He has a church called Transformation Church. I think it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm mm-hmm. almost positive it is. I would like to go there. And just see what it's like. And go to it. I've, I've listened to his sermons. They're disgusting. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I've listened to him, and he does like two-hour sermons, okay? Yeah. Right? And it's like, first off, that kind of throws you off. 
because like I, I don't I don't really listen to two hour sermons or like a six hour sermon. You know mm-hmm. when they have those things. Mega ones, yeah. yeah, and and I listened to the first one and I I listened to it because it was talking about tithing. I was like, oh, this could be a good message. Let's, mm-hmm. Let's see what he say. says. Yeah. The first hour, mm-hmm. he mentions like God and Jesus. You know, like Jesus loves you and all these things. But he, he, the only time he references the Bible is he says, oh, yeah, there was that time when Jesus was a kid and he went into the temple because he knew who his real father was. It wasn't Joseph. Like his real father is God. Mm-hmm. And, he's like, and he's like, if you don't believe me, go look in your Bible. I was like, why didn't you reference where it was? Right. That's the only time he references anything in the Bible. And he doesn't give For the <laughs> first hour. Oh, no. Do you know what he was talking about that first hour? Was it all tithing the whole time? Or was it, it just... wasn't even tithing. He didn't bring it up till the second hour. <laughs> what was he talking about then? It was a motivational speech. Oh, and wow. I was killing myself. Because I was at work. I was like, this is... Like, I was I was like, I want to turn this off. But I, I feel like I ha- have... You know, I had to do... I had to power through. I had to listen to it so I can understand whether or not it is mm. I was like it pissed me off and i already told you i hate motivational i speakers. hate motivational speakers yeah they just I, I, they I shouldn't think, be i think when they're up front with what they're doing then there's a place for that if i have to seek out someone on a a weekly or a daily basis oh yeah to, to tell you? me i'm a good person or whatever you're never going to be fulfilled you know it's an it's an empty you know, like you're always seeking magic. pleasure, yeah. but and then it goes away, and then you got to see it. Just like Bill was saying, it's a up and downhill. So, yeah, because yeah, motivational speaking, it it pumps you up. So, I, yeah, which, it doesn't even pump me up; it pisses me off. <laughs> right, right. It pisses me off. I think you can see past it because yeah. it's just words. Yeah. If there's nothing behind the words, then what's the point of even talking? Yeah. That's why the Christian message it does the same thing because there's meaning behind the words, and it doesn't have to tell you you're great, you're awesome. It actually says the opposite. You're a terrible sinner, but Christ has done all the work. And for that's you. something. That's something that these people aren't doing either. Is they never mention. Well, they mention sin. Um, but someone like Joel Osteen, he never mentions that you're a sinner. Some of these other people, they'll mention how, yeah, I'm not perfect, so I repent to Jesus, you know, right. to repent of my sin. And then you have the whole sinner's prayer, yeah. which is something. Yeah, something that's, not that's real. A fascinating deal. And I think That's for, a joke, for a lot of people that have grown up in, in really a lot of different Christian denominations, that's a commonplace thing. I know I, I grew up in a church that they did the, the sinner's prayer and they do the altar calls where they'd call you up and you'd, you know, during prayer time. It was something that a lot of people get conditioned to, yeah. um, but it's not necessarily biblical. Yes, we have to pray to Christ for repentance and, and uh, forgiveness. But nowhere in there is is there that prayer. Yeah, that, that specific speech. No, I I believe it because I feel like even even when like when you come to Christ and you repent of your sins when you get saved, right? I a hundred percent, it's a genuine thing. It has to be generally like genuine from you because yes. it, it it's it's a conversation between you and God. Nobody else is in there, mm-hmm. and nobody else should be there because it's not for them they have no part in whether or not you were saved or they can't right. they didn't die on the cross and it wouldn't really matter if they did mm-hmm. you know yeah, so it, it's it's a personal conversation between you and god and you're repenting your sins you're understanding that he died on the cross for you you know it has to be genuine not this simple red speech i repent of the evils i've done yeah like, what, are the, me. what are the evils you've done yeah, you don't know well, let's go in there and let's start looking at your life because i do that mm-hmm. i do that i i reflect 
like when I pray, when I read, you know, I get done reading and I repent of my sins. I even pray. I don't know if everybody does this, and I like doing this because I I will go through and I will say, you know, uh, I repent of maybe the evil thoughts I've had, the, the words I've said, the things I've done with my actions, whatever it may have been, you know, not being lovely. And then, and then I'll look at it and I'll say, I also want to repent of the things I may not know I have done. Whether I've sinned and I didn't know it was a sin, or I just forgot or don't pay attention to it, mm-hmm. I think that's something very important. Yeah. But it has to be genuine from you and from your heart. Yeah. That's why the sinner's prayer is just BS. But well, and, and certainly something that they don't talk about and why the sinner's prayer is more or less ineffective. I, I'm not saying that somebody who has prayed the sinner's prayer can't be saved. But the, the thing that marks a Christian is not just one that asks for forgiveness, because that's the verbal, you know, acknowledging yeah. that you've done wrong and asking forgiveness of God, who is the recipient of, essentially the recipient of all of the evil of your sin. Yeah. He's the one that is most affected by your sin. But then repentance itself is not so much something that you say, it's implicit in asking for forgiveness, but repentance is actually acting upon your desire to change. So in saying, I repent of this, you're saying, I don't want to do it so much that I'm changing the entire way I do things so that I will not continue. It is ceasing, desisting, and then turning around and doing everything you can to stay away from it. And so in the sinner's prayer, you're just saying, well, God, I'm sorry, you know, take me back. That's without cool. changing take me for who i am but, yeah, but don't, don't change me changing. yeah that's the probably the most important part yeah um and so a person potentially could be saved by praying that prayer but what what status as a christian are they i'm not saying that there's a hierarchy in the christian yeah. faith but what good has it done you you, you won't change your life yeah it won't cause you to become a warrior yeah, for Christ. Like the, the lukewarm, we always, bring, yeah. we always bring it up like the lukewarm believer and all that. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of scares me to be honest. Being a lukewarm, a yeah, lukewarm yeah. believer and it's like, I, mean, yeah, I just find it scary. We've talked about personally. Like that, that passage in Revelation where you can either be cold or hot but not lukewarm yeah. and both cold and hot are good things but yeah. lukewarm is neither good in one way or good in the other way. It's just sort of bland and blah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but... Essentially, it boils down to a lukewarm Christian is not useful. I mean, that's true. It's not useful to God, which is kind of bad. If we're the eyes, ears, and hands of Christ, you know, the voices of Christ in in day-to-day life, and we can't be used by God because of our own hardness of heart. That's what I was talking about on um, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You know, I was was talking about how... So we we have, like, a, a sermon or... Is it? Oh, yeah, we yeah, have a message, a message on Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. Everybody, whoever wants to show up, shows up, listens to whatever message it was. Unfortunately, I have no idea what y'all talked about. That's okay. At you all. I think y'all were talking about baptism. I'm not mm-hmm. sure because I didn't yeah. hear any of it because I didn't get there to the end. But then after, we take a, a two-minute break, and then anybody who needs to leave can leave. And then we have a prayer meeting. And we just go through and pray for certain things that have been asked or that generally they want to pray about like they pray about certain things going on in the government like um senators or the president himself all these things and you go through all these different things like the things happening in afghanistan or yemen and i i kept on making the observation that i have been there i have been there every time other than once because i missed one time mm-hmm. but every time i'm there and i've been there for the prayer meeting it seems like there's less and less people yeah. like more and more people are leaving after the message and i said 
I don't know. And it, the reason I say that is because I look at it in my own personal life is I think, okay, what's my, what's my goal in life? It's not to, to get the best job or to I don't know, have a huge family, whatever. I mean, if that stuff comes along, it comes along. But it's I want to be a man of God, and I haven't achieved and haven't made it to being. And I, can't, I don't call myself a man of God because I don't think I've made it there. But I want to be, if I cannot sit there and either pray or at least sit there and listen to other people pray and, you know, be respectful of that be around fellow believers and even non-believers and be an inspiration for God, how then can I want and how do I think I'm getting closer to God and being a man of God if I'm not going to make those sacrifices? Because, right. yeah, yeah, like today he, uh, Bill called me out, you know, in church, and that's incredibly stressful. <laughs> oh, Because I, I didn't have the same thing, but it's just, right. you know, all eyes on you. And it's like if we're in prayer meeting and he calls, hey, Trey, can you pray for this? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be incredibly stressed out. Because public speaking is the most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> no, it is. And, and, and I'll, I'll, I know I'll screw it up, but. But I still want to be there, and if I'm needed, if, I don't know, maybe if I'm, if I'm needed to be, if I go there and I get called on, then it, it feels like almost like it was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, that's just me. And I think you know, if people who have to leave, I understand that. But you should always, especially as a believer, you should continuously try to put yourself in a position where you grow in Christ, you know, getting rid of the things that, you know, tempt you or make you fail so it's, you know, if you're alcoholic, stop going to the bar with your buddies. Say I can't make it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, get rid of all you, the alcohol. You gotta, in the house you gotta, you gotta slowly take these things out so you can have less, less um, temptation. less temptation, less barriers between you and God. So it's a straight line and easy to walk. But if you don't make those sacrifices, you're continuously choosing to have these struggles when you don't have to have them. Right. If there's something in your power to do to try and avoid it, yeah. Then and, it, and you don't do it, then it's kind of you're implicit in your own sin yeah. again. Yeah, and even like sitting there and saying, okay, I'm – like someone who says, well, Jesus died on the cross, so that means – and he forgive him all my sins, which means I can continue to sin because they've been forgiven. It's like that's not how that no, works. No, no. I mean, you can do that, but that's not how that works. But no, I don't if know. If you're convicted by your sin, then you should realize, okay, every time I sin, it's actually – wounding christ more yeah i mean he's having to bear the sins of all those who are saved yeah so every time you mess up every time you sin whether purposeful or not it's still sin and christ still had to pay for that particular sin on the cross it wasn't just you know god let's get the whole lump and go it's like they all count they all add up yeah and it wasn't easy for him as some people will say well because he was god then it was as he you know easiest thing in the world for him always point to when he was praying the night before he was arrested he was literally sweating blood because of the stress he was under yeah. in that situation that's just i can't imagine that yeah i mean i couldn't do it <laughs> no no i i could barely bear my own sins under normal yeah. you know situation on un- being unsaved it's like yeah try bearing you know, millions and millions of people yeah i need to I need to bring it back to what i was talking about right. shoot um but yeah no i, I agree with that um so I was on TikTok the other day, uh, no, no, a few weeks ago, whatever, and I got, and I was throwing through, and I saw, and TikTok is like 30 seconds, 60 second videos, clips, whatever, and they were doing one, and it was of the guy Michael Todd, and it was one of his sermons, like a 45 second clip or something, and I sat there and I watched it, I was like, okay, because I'm already at the point where I was like, okay, I know this guy, 
he's not in it for God. Okay, I mean, he may say certain things, but he's not in it for God. And what really surprised me was, I was like, okay, first off, I'm not going to follow this account because they seem to not be there. And it's like, I don't want to continuously have these false things right. thrown at my face because eventually it's probably going to get to me. Yeah. So, but I'm fine with it if scrolling through you know, on your recommended, like, hey, maybe you want to follow this account. And I, I clicked on the, because I, I saw this term and I was like, eh. Like, I was like, I don't know what people see in, in this specific message, whatever he was talking about. And I clicked on the comments. And I was like, and I clicked on the comments, and there were probably like 90, maybe 100 comments. And I didn't, I didn't read all, each one of them individually or whatever. I just kind of scrolled through and saw stuff. And there were people saying, amen, what you're doing is awesome. And I saw one. And I saw one, and it says, I love that pastor. He's a, a, a true man after God. Hmm. And that one kind of stuck with me. Hmm. I was like, I don't know. And it's like sometimes when I see stuff like that, I want to say something. You know, I want to type in something. But I also feel like maybe I'm causing a confrontation that I'm not supposed to be causing when I say stuff <laughs> like that. So it's like I try to lean away from it. I don't know. I don't know how good that is. But it's like if we don't stand out and say, hey, this person is leading you or just any anybody who follows this person down a the the wrong path you know sheep being led astray off of the path of of god um you know essentially you're all being led to hell is the general term but if we don't stand out and and call it out then how are people ever gonna know that they're being led astray you know And, and i'm sure you'll say like you could call someone out like you could call out joel osteen and a lot of people are probably gonna say mean things to you because they're fans of joel osteen so yeah but even if you just get one person you know what I mean? Like all the hate, all that is so much worth it. But we have people who are continuously – it's almost like – and I know I can't say whether or not somebody is or is not saved. Like I don't yeah. legitimately know that. that. I do think actions somewhat show it, but I don't – you can still do bad things and be a true believer. Yeah, and you can still do good things and not. Especially you get, you get at certain points where you're just – you're in a dark spot. I understand that. But we have people who are continuously – promoting false teachers and false words like maybe they'll be preaching about something in the bible and they'll take a verse and they'll twist it so i told you how how i was listening to joel Osteen the first time and he was talking about joel Osteen is a prosperity preacher so he preaches about like all you gotta like god wants to give you all these riches and all this wealth in this life you just gotta follow him and it's like, well, that's that's not true. You show me where it says that. He wants to he wants to give you riches and prosperity spiritually. Yes, yep. absolutely. And, and you and, and you can eat, in the next life, and you can even get it in this life. Yep. Yeah, but nothing but says you're gonna have a a good life and wealth or whatever. You could be living on the streets. Right. We have no idea. Thank and you're God not guaranteed that. Yeah, you're <laughs> not guaranteed any of that. And nowhere does it claim that. Right. And he made the claim of you know, what was it? it was David's cup being overfilled. And he was talking about how that, that was David being filled uh, with wealth. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it was talking about him being filled uh, spiritually, yeah. you know, because David's like a man after God's mm-hmm. own heart or yeah. something. But yeah, no. That, and, it's, oh. it's an interesting thing um, because the way prosperity theologians talk about wealth and, and the physical blessings that, Christ, that God gives to people. They look on it like it's a proof of salvation, and that's not logical because you can look at people who are very blessed 
in terms of the physical thing. You know, they're very wealthy and they've got lots of women and they've got lots of stuff who are very much not saved. And so if you start treating physical prosperity as a proof of salvation, it doesn't compute, essentially. You know, you got, yeah, sometimes you, you'll find an overlap where somebody is a diehard Christian and they're also a millionaire. You know, oh, great, that's fantastic. But you can't say, yes, when you really live for God and you start giving, then God will give back to you yeah. tenfold what you get. It creates a debacle that you can't prove. And, you know, everybody's always looking for proof of salvation. They want the assurance of salvation. It's like, I understand wanting that. I've, yeah. I've la- lived in doubt of salvation for many years because I was looking for a rock-hard proof of it. Yeah. Um, but you can't start looking to the physical to prove things about the spiritual. Because it's just like you said. Mm. I mean, Christ regarded the poor, both physically poor and the poor in spirit, as much higher up than those who are rich. Yeah. And, and they entered into the kingdom much more easily because they depended their entire lives and their livelihoods on God. They trusted him completely because they couldn't do it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I agree. So This actually brings me to a question because I needed to go over kind of that general stuff of people being led astray, especially now that the Internet is more popular. Right. So now you have TikTok. And I'd like to say one thing just for clarification oh, yeah. and then go ahead and answer your question. But uh, when we're talking about false teachers, uh, we're talking about people who have consistently preached the Bible wrongly. It, cause and it doesn't seem like they're stopping. the best preachers could mess up. They could, they could misinterpret something, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Um, and people are supposed to always be dialoguing with their pastors and, and talking to people and also be reading the word themselves so that if there is a misstep, then they can go to the pastor and say, hey, I don't think this is consistent. Let's talk yeah. about it. And even even on top of that, it's like we want these people like Stephen Furtick to, to, to start preaching rightly. To start preaching rightly. He's got to, a fantastic platform. To, you know, for God to put that on our heart or someone close to them, mm-hmm. whether it's Joel listening, whoever it is, to come to them and talk to them and they listen and then they actually start preaching the word of God. And that would be awesome. Yeah. So we're, we're not doing but, this out of a hatred for anybody, specifically or otherwise. We're doing it more or less out of love. No, what One, is, for the people that listen to them and think that that's all the, the Christian message is. And then two, for the pastors themselves to maybe have a wake-up call and go, look, these people are calling me out. Maybe the things they're saying are legitimate. No, but even even it's said to because yeah, and to, to call them out. Yeah, uh, in, uh, Romans sixteen seventeen. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you know somebody's a false teacher, just stay away from it. That's the whole like, you know. But yeah, that's the distinction. It's not just somebody that slipped yeah. up one Sunday and Everybody then all of a sudden mistakes. they become a false teacher. It's someone that's consistently done this and. The way of the world is if somebody starts down that path, they usually get worse. So it's not something that, like, they have a, a season of doing it, you know, being a false teacher, and then they go back. It's usually yeah. once and done. And even I, I mentioned this with um, with Tara when I was out there talking to her when she was grilling, and I talked about this today with Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we were talking about mega churches, and I said almost always, and I can't prove all of them, but most mega churches are just red flags. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I can't personally say all of them are. You know, they're just false teachers. They're, they're preaching wrong thing. But most of them yeah. are just because you can go through and look at each one of them. So they yeah but they yeah. have inherent problems. But go ahead with your question. I don't right. want to too. Far. I wanted to bring up that that being led astray stuff on the internet and such. 
because so this person when i was talking about the the clip on tiktok they took a clip and they're like you know oh yeah the, i love that message i love specifically what they said in that mm-hmm. that 60 second clip whatever it was and one i want to ask now i need to clarify what i'm saying now first off false teachers Joel Osteen, they can say things that are, are true yeah. whether it's of god or outside of god they could say oh you uh, you'll i don't what would you say? You're good at math. Yeah, cool. You're good at math. That could, <laughs> not, not true but anybody, but you know, they right. could say they. I'm not saying they're they're lying 24 seven. I'm saying specifically when they're on the stage preaching the word of God to people or people watching, they're twisting things a lot, a lot, or or covering things up or not mentioning. They're, they're misinterpreting yeah. things, whether they do it on purpose or not. I don't really care. What I want to ask is, can what they say be trusted? What I mean by this is not that they they can tell the truth. I'm saying that can so this person took a clip from a sermon that a false teacher was preaching. Can that single clip actually be true? So what I'm saying is like let's that snippet or that snippet in general. Like okay, let's say you have two pastors. One's this is hypothetical. One's a false preacher and one's not. Okay. Right? They teach the exact same message. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Now, if you were to say, would it matter which guy you go to then? Would it matter which one? You, if they preach the... I mean, it's the same no, warning. I don't think so. I don't think it and matters. What, I, what I'm saying by this is, does it matter if it's genuine? So if I preach the word of God, but I don't believe in God, or I don't believe what I'm preaching, but I'm preaching it, and I'm energetic, and you know, I'm outgoing about it, and you know, everybody's loving it. Does it matter? No. Okay. And the only reason I say that is because Paul specifically talked about that because that was an issue even in his time. And he said that there were preachers that were going about, and because of their pride and also their desire for power and influence, they were preaching the word because it was something that was able to garner crowds to themselves, and they got a lot of respect from it. And he said they were preaching right things, but they were preaching for the wrong reason. But regardless, the message of God was being spread. And so he was, he was essentially saying it's a shame that their own personal motivation for it wasn't for the spreading yeah. of the gospel. It was for their own selfish means. But the end result was that the message got spread. And so to okay. answer your question, I think, yes, if they're preaching rightly on something, then hallelujah, that's great. Now they might not get the uh, all the accolades. Well, it's like even if you look at those, you could say like out of the two-hour sermon, there's only like a forty-five seconds. Forty-five seconds where yeah, a truth is it worth it? You know what I mean? And I actually I was in I was in the opinion like I was in the gray area. I was like I have no idea which way to lean on this because I can see it both ways. And I over the past week, I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm of the opinion that it generally is is not to be trusted. Now the reason for this is. It could be because of the time we live in now compared to before we had the internet. But the reason for this is because people are going to be like, oh, who's that pastor? Oh, let me get into their sermons. Let me start listening. And then what you're doing, you're saying this single truth about what this person said, that everything they say is true. Mm -hmm. And then you get people who are starting to go down the path and and being falsely led down the wrong path. And then now they're, they're in it. And it's like, well... You know that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. That that's why I'm not fully of the opinion that it can be trusted. Right, and I think that is something that you have to think about and have to regard. 
Yeah. So while the message they preach could be true and it can be effective for Christ's kingdom, because, shoot, he can use even the uh, the unsaved to his ends. Craig talks about it all the time. Yeah. He either uses you uh, or works through your hands or he works on your back. Um, yeah. But but you're right in that sense because if somebody does say the truth, it could be like a hook to get somebody to go in. And Christians in general are people who people think are... Um, gullible yeah yeah too trusting and so if they hear something that they know is true then they're more willing to trust the rest of the things and i and i know you're supposed to to test the spirits and and that's the distinction so i think a lot of people are being led astray because they don't read the bible for themselves they they have a curiosity about scripture and about spiritual things and so when they find somebody that they like their speaking style and the message doesn't offend them too much, they're very quick to go and just listen to them and trust everything they say yeah. without the script. A lot of these people are, the way they speak is like, a, like you said, it's like a bait and hook. Yeah. Like, most of them are pretty much just motivational speakers who mention God or Jesus, you know, kind of sprinkle it in. But it's just motivational speakers, speeches. And a lot of people get fled into that because they want to feel good. You know, um, and and we were talking about this the other night, is that, you know, people, like, people don't like being called out for the sins they've done or something they did wrong. Like, hey, um, you're lesbian, that's, that's, like, specifically goes against God's commands. That means that's a sin. Yeah. Well, you you know, shut up, walk away. You know what I mean? They want to be reassured they don't like being shown into the light. Yes. And I had the most, I was talking to you about this, is I saw this girl on TikTok Remember the one I was talking about? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't remember. I was following her. I don't know why. I follow people sometimes just because of a single video. But I try to follow people who will continuously help me grow. I was following her, and one of her videos came up. And I don't know what she was talking about. She was talking about how she was happy in life. I was like, oh, that's fine. I have no opinion on that. But in the in her video in the bottom, it had the little hashtag. And it said uh, hashtag like LGBT and lesbian. And I was like, okay, normally I wouldn't just naturally follow somebody like this so i clicked on a profile and i was like okay here's i remember this video this is why i follow them i guess i didn't and i don't always look at people's like bios to see right, right. but later on if i find out something like that you know i'll, I'll change my i'll unfollow or whatever depending on what happens and i i said i gave them romans 126 and 127 because she said she was a lesbian so i was like and that talks about the whole man uh man sleeping with a man bro i'm about to go close that kid's door i swear to you I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> Give him a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. I guarantee you, man. Let's just. <laughs> we got to start over. That's <laughs> I don't remember where I was. Oh, yeah. The girl. Um, yeah. I didn't write any of this down. That's not good on my part. Did he open that door? No, you're fine. Okay. Um, where was I? I was talking about. Um, so I. I, I, I I went in her comments, and she had no comments. She only had a few likes. I don't know. Maybe she's not that big of a TikToker or whatever. Right. Uh, so there were no comments. I was like, oh, this is easy. She'll see my comment. Yeah. That's even Every better. Now, now, I I had the general opinion, and I've done it a few times where I go in people's comments, and I, you know, I'll say something, and I'm, I'm, I, after that conversation with her, I realized I'm not, the, I'm not that good when I talk about God with other people, like trying to help encourage people or show them wrong things they're doing, whatever. Right. Um, not that good at it, but I went in there and I, I put in Romans 1, 26 and 27, because it speaks about the whole, 
it speaks about like homosexuality before the word was even mentioned. It's the actual description of yeah. you know a man lying with a man. It's wrong. All that. I'm not going to go over that. Look at it yourself. I was of the opinion. I was like, oh, she'll probably go and look at it because a lot of time when I see something on TikTok, I'll look at somebody's Bible and it says like Isaiah 44:10 or something. I'm like, shoot, I don't know it or I don't remember it. Let me go read it real quick. I do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm going all over the place. Um, and I put that in there and I said, I said. I have no idea what I said. I had the entire conversation. <laughs> so you actually ended up conversing with her? I did. That's um, cool. Now, it's probably because I was the only comment in there. That could be. And I was the only that's comment. A good, that's a good thing. So then. she must have got the notification. It's just like, okay, I'm going to reply. What had happened was it it kind of turned into, I, I don't know, but sometimes, you, I don't know if, I feel like everybody can do this. Sometimes you can pick up on when somebody's getting irritated. Yeah. Or just pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain key words that people say often. Um, but no, um, what did I say? What did I say? Shoot, I have the entire conversation. Is it just my? No, there's no way. Uh, I said Romans uh, 126.127. I said, we all struggle with sin, but Jesus wants us to shun evil and leave those sins behind. And I said, I'll be praying for you. And then, and then they said, I, I have God's love. I'm happy. Now, every single time, I want you to look at this. Look at her comment. What's at the very end of what she says? He's not proud of yours either, buddy. No, no. Look oh, at the, the very last thing on the sentence. Every time she says oh, something. Oh, heart. It's a heart emoji. Yeah. Just to clarify, when you're talking to somebody on text, you can say the worst thing in the world and, then, and put a heart emoji and it's what? It's not it's hateful? Yeah. yeah it's just, I was like, that's not how that works, but I didn't bring that up at all. I immediately saw that. I was like, yeah, this is something else. But no, and she said, I have God's love. I'm happy with the heart emoji. And I said, I said, I agree. God loves everyone. But I said, he, but he isn't proud when we sin and when we choose to sin, we disobey God's commands. And then, and then you, you read, and she said, I never stated that he's proud of my sin. He's not proud of your sins either, buddy. <laughs> that one got me. When she oh. called me buddy, I was laying in my bed. I was like, I, I, was, looking, buddy, I was talking to God. I was like, you're, you're, uh, I see you're testing me right now. You want to see. <laughs> But no, I saw it, and no, and then I was like, I, I was like, I, I don't know why they brought it up. I was like, I wasn't blatantly calling you terrible for being lesbian or LGBT or anything. I was just, I was like, I'm trying to clarify that maybe you don't know that's a sin. I was like, I'm just trying to clarify, and I say that later on. And I said, I saw you put LGBT in your video, and just wanted to make it clear that it goes against the Lord. I was like, no hate, uh, just want the best for you. God bless. It, it kind of goes on for a minute. But this was all pretty much last night. Wow. It was like 2 a.m. I wanted to go to bed. We, we got to talk. I couldn't gotta... sleep last night, man. Um, uh, and then she, well, her English was really off here. Things that you do also, well, no, it was. Things you do, things that you do also go against the Lord. So what makes your sin better than mine? Now, that's a contradictory right there because saying my sin is better than yours. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you mean. It's not the hierarchical. Wouldn't you say my sin is worse than yours to clarify that but I, I don't know but anyways i don't care i don't yeah. care in english i'm not good at it i said my sin or your sin they are both horrible i said i'm not hating or fighting with you about that i just think it's good to help and keep others um accountable we all struggle with sin i've struggled with porn half my life i don't claim to be better than you or anyone i'm just trying to help and she said i have the love of god and so do you gave and then, and then gave his son for us I said, absolutely, God loves everyone. And this, I ended it here because I realized, I was like, 
It's well, I'm going sick. in. I'm going in a circle. I, 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 I can't do this. I, you know, I said, I said, like God loves everyone. I enjoyed talking to you. I said, I also said, if you want to talk more, you know, let me know. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. God bless. But I realized, I don't know. It was weird because it's like, I don't know. I find it interesting when I see people say, you know, I have the love of God, which is true, right? God loves everybody, right? And he's not proud of you when you choose to sin. That's very clear. But that's not where I see things. Is it? I don't find it interesting when someone says, oh, yeah, God loves me. God loves you. I know that. And I, it's not hard to prove in the Bible either. Mm-hmm. Where things get tricky is, is it do you love God? Do you love others? That, I think, where things kind of get tricky. And it's like that's where I was like, it seems like things are. I was like, you can have the love of God. It doesn't. And I was. I never got to. But I was. I was gonna say like, just because you have the love of God doesn't mean you're saved. You know. You. You know. You need to repent right. of all no. this. I, I, I was trying to clarify that you know, uh, you have the love of God, but are you seeking after God? Because if you were seeking after God, I feel like you would eventually see that He says same-sex marriage and all this is wrong. I feel like you would eventually see that. I'm like, m- maybe they haven't got to it. I don't think they read their Bible at all. I don't think they're a believer. I think they just, you know, have the love of God. I was like, you know what? Yeah, love is love, I guess. <laughs> but no, I no, I think I think I'm, you approached that correctly. I'm so bad at conversations, it's, man. It's so easy in situations, especially in a hot button topic like lesbianism and homosexuality yeah um it's so easy for people to vilify the people that commit those sins and you know they're they're doing something terrible and it's a sin but and it often comes across whether or not you're trying to vilify them they will take it like you are like oh man you're the most terrible person in the world whereas you're commenting on the sin which is it's their sin but you hate the sin. God hates the sin, but not the person. Yeah, hates the sin, uh, not the sinner. He loves the person, but he can't abide by the sin. And you're talking about, yes, God still loves you, but you're not seeking after him. The same is true with parents in the physical sense, right? Your parents can love you all the while you're, you're doing things that are not good. Yeah. You know, the things that end up inconveniencing the parents. You know, you, you key their car or something. It's not consistent with the parent's will for you. Yeah. But the parent has given you some amount of freedom to do things on your own. Yeah. And so you have the freedom to do evil. And so while the parent still loves you, you have done wrong in their sight. Yeah. Obviously with parents, you know, you end up getting punished at some point for what you've done wrong. You can't hide things from your parents forever. Yeah, and that that conversation just shows how bad I am when I actually want to no, try and help. I think that that you did. I'm very not good job. at. I can't. I, I can't lead job. anybody to Christ. That's a. That's no, not a no, thing. No, no. Like I can sit here and we could talk about whatever in the Bible and all that, but when I actually, it's it, it's incredibly it's hard possible. to have those kind of conversations, and I don't think that blew up bad. It didn't blow up, but I could tell she was definitely not enjoying that I was saying nobody ever does. LGBT was not, not confronting anybody on any sin, which I, I wasn't surprised. But I was surprised because I was I, – I, I misunderstood what I thought I got myself into because I immediately saw it, and I was like, okay, I think they claim to be lesbian but a Christian. You know, we talked about being gay and Christian and all that, and I was like, okay, I, let's go in here and let's just try and be respectful, loving, and yeah. help. Maybe they don't even know, you know, and maybe if they know, then, you know, things go good. Awesome. 
and it seems to me that no they're not at all they just have the love of god but they're going to continue to do whatever they do which which i figured out later on i was like i was like i don't know how to how to do any of this anymore this doesn't you know so but yeah maybe that's not my area well (laughs) inherent in the christian uh, responsibility i guess you could say is is doing things that you're uncomfortable doing but for the sake of love because you you understand, okay, they're living a life of sin, openly, and in one sense, if they profess some sort of Christian allegiance, that's tarnishing Christ's name. Um, but even though it was an uncomfortable situation for you, you went ahead and at least broached the subject with him, and I thought that was fantastic. That was the first time I've ever. I've done like four or five other times. I ran into other people, and I would you know say a comment like this or that and you know that's wrong or whatever like you know and and nobody responds to me i think it was because nobody else had commented that she saw it and she responded but that was good i i I think you did right but that that is harder to do than like in person yeah uh now it is far more uncomfortable in person oh yeah i bet because there's raw emotions everywhere but there's also something that helps you which is they can see your genuine love and concern because yeah. over the internet, everybody thinks everybody hates everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's, but... And I, I kept on going on. I was like, yo, I'm not trying to give any hate. I'm not right. looking for a fight. I'm just trying to help out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Which is true. So... But yeah, it's it's easier in a sense because at least they can see that you're... You believe what you say and you're not... You're genuine about yeah, it. You're not getting angry at them. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, it's like okay. And I had to clarify multiple times. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm just trying to help. So I think you did very well. Either way, it seemed to have been pointless. (laughs) I don't think anything happened. You can't know that. Uh, Just how you can't know if somebody's saved or not. You can't know that something you said didn't have an impact. Because what happened is, you talked with them about that, and you told them the truth, and that created a memory. And memories can't really be forgotten. Yeah, but so that's also how that's, that's also life. how people hate Christians. So it can be. So maybe but I maybe same, I just tarnish that whole the boggle. So. <laughs> it it could have been if you were angry and, and you know, because people can mess up. Yeah, I know. You didn't. Yeah, not doing it lovingly is not worth it. You were even keeled and and you said the truth and the truth is offensive. Right? Well, yeah. I, I, you didn't say anything offensive of your own merit, which is good. Bing bing bing, um, but. Yeah, people are going to get angry when you tell them, hey, look, the Bible says this, and yes, we're all sinners. That's why I started it out with Romans 1, 26 and 27. Yeah, so you started it with biblical so. truth, um, and obviously they acknowledged your comment, and the rest is history. But chances are, sometime in the future, they might be going through something, and they'll have an intrusive thought of that conversation. You know, it could be the next time they're, they're sinning, for all I know. We, we can't know how God will use that. Yeah. It could be 50 years from now, but chances are that conversation might come up and they'll go. And honestly, I was going to I was gonna private message them, mm-hmm. but I guess I couldn't. Oh, you, may, I, yeah. Maybe I had to follow them or maybe they, I don't know why they, they may have blocked me. I don't know. But so, that, so I just had to keep it in the comments. I was like, okay, I'll just keep going. But you know what? If I could go back then, it would have been a completely different conversation because I would have w- went in with a different purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not with the missed conception or idea that something was already there so but But, hey you know and and you don't ever feel guilty or bad about it on any of those situations because i guarantee you that you will always feel like you said the wrong thing 
when you're done talking to somebody about God. Every single time. No matter what. Even if you feel like you're yeah, but maybe I did. talking through you. Maybe I did. You never know. But That's possible. I don't think so. Cause yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's very strange. And I know Craig has talked about this before. It's, it's absolutely true. You come out of those situations and you immediately start thinking about all the things you could have said, how you could have phrased something better. Different, yeah. And, and you beat yourself to a pulp over like, I, I should have done this better. I, I'm not good at this. But the fact is you talk to them. And yeah. that is a thousand times better than most people because they wouldn't even broach the subject. And you're doing great. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah see. everybody can get better, but I think you you started off good. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm not generally good at conversating with people anyways. I'm not either. It's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that you're willing to break out of your comfort zone is proof enough to me that you care about the person, yeah. care about them sinning, and, and it will ruin their life. If not now, and they're happy, yeah, there's a day that they won't be. That's true. They'll hang on to something that they they know pleases them for now, but the pleasure will leave. And then where are they? And maybe that's when they'll turn to that conversation. And go, there's something else. I'm I doing. am also of that opinion that most people have to be completely broken before they come to Christ. Although there are examples of people who don't have to, but I think for the majority, yeah, you have to get down if to that nothing deep else, dark. You have to be lower. You have to be at that the darkest spot before you turn the Christ, before you actually start to realize stuff. So, Human will is a very strong thing, and it, it can't be changed through normal means. I mean, you, you can convince people to do different things, but it's not because you're changing their will. It's because you're appeasing their will temporarily, but it doesn't change it one bit. Yeah. But the, the message of God, the, the strength of God, is in changing people's will. That's a... It's one of the uh, the great mysteries of the Bible, but it works. It's something if people were actually looked at that fact alone, and start to see there's true power in Scripture. Yeah, and even I can take exactly this situation I was having a conversation with, and we could throw it back into the the conversation of false teachers. Because how do you get the idea that God loves you, but you know nothing else? You know, like your sins are wrong or this or that. How do you get that? And maybe they were watching somebody who was only talk about how much God loves you but mm-hmm. not how he's displeased with yeah. the wrongs you do and maybe that's how they got that idea and that's why you should call out false teachers and be aware of it and study it and really test the spirits cuz like I, dude I listened to like Stephen Furtick yeah. I listened to, like either four or five of his sermons before it actually came up that he was a false teacher yeah. and it popped up and I was like let me look into this Let's see yeah I was like, shoot, because even when I was like, when I was listening to his his well, their podcasts, but their sermons in podcast form, and I was listening to it, and I was like, something feels off, but I immediately went to the idea that oh, you know, I I'm sinful or it it sounds wrong to me because I've lived in sin and lies for so long, so hearing the truth sounds iffy to me. That's why it sounds wrong. But then I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that's not it. It's not biblical. So no. yeah, and then you have the whole women preachers stuff but mm-hmm. that that's interesting to get <laughs> strange but i i believe biblically speaking that you're not supposed to have female pastors. not not on yeah on the main not, not teaching pastors. you can have classes that's nothing wrong with that so mm-hmm. yeah teaching very godly women about the bible that's specifically the quote from the bible is you're not to have other women teaching men of, of scriptural things yeah it, it's weird we have it's in. one of those things that the bible says it 
<laughs> and from the the female preachers that I have heard, there's some a lot of them stray. I can't yeah. say that every one of them strays from scripture. I, I completely all, I forgot about this. I want to tell you about this just little nitbit. Mm-hmm. I was on TikTok, and this was around the time I was looking at like Michael Todd and Stephen Frederick and stuff. I was on TikTok relaxing, and something came up. And so there's an ability where you can react to videos. So you mm-hmm. show like the beginning of a clip or maybe something specifically say, and, it, and then it clips to you. <laughs> uh-huh. You're like, here's my response. You know, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. here's why this is right, wrong, whatever. And one of those came up and the first little clip they had stitched together before they gave their response. It was this woman. Hmm. I don't know where she is. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about her. But what she was saying is, I'm, she said, I'm a, I'm a lead pastor at, church x whatever it was and she says i'm queer and so is jesus <laughs> now then the video cuts and they talk about how you know this woman shouldn't be yeah, lead, pastor. lead pastor at all and how that's just not at all right and i was like and but what really stuck out to me is why did she say jesus was queer did she say jesus was queer queer because or jesus was gay because he had 12 disciples? <laughs> what do you think? They were just having sex on... <laughs> what do you think? Probably what she was implying. <laughs> I assumed that was... She... I was like, that's really the only thing I could come up with on why she would assume that. But yeah, yeah, no, that woman's crazy. <laughs> that woman's no. crazy. I don't know what church it is. I don't know where it is at all because it just clipped away and it skipped to the other guy. I was like, I don't know. Well, and see, I'm sure that could become a very popular opinion now oh, it because is. people... At least in, in the Western culture, we've gotten away from male friendships. You, yeah, you can have male friends, but you can't be close friends in the way that men were friends in the past. Yeah. You know, like, shoot. Uh, in India, if you're really close friends with another guy, you hold hands. And that's something we wouldn't even approach in America. Nah, dude. Be, people would be screaming, gay, <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> you know, and you'd be... But, but relationships were more intimate in that sense you know you, you could be seen hugging people and whatnot yeah uh that's that doesn't mean that they were gay and that there's been a, a big movement in that of people going back and reviewing historical literature and whatnot and seeing oh wow these two men hugged therefore it must be that they you know they were gay it's like that's not implicit in what was being said yeah um specifically because of that yes they had much closer relationships and in fact the Western breakup of that, those more intimate male friendships, is a bad thing in a sense because men often feel ostracized and alone, even amongst friends. So it's like that. It's a it's a negative deal. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing. I'm sure they saw that and decided they were going to do the little twist that has been done to a lot of different uh, pieces of literature. Yeah, and they feel like that's correct. Yeah, man, it's crazy. You, dude, I find all sorts of crazy stuff on TikTok. Oh yeah. I ran into this one guy who's like, I don't know, he's a pastor somewhere, but he's gay, and he preaches how it's, you know, gay's not wrong. I was like, there's you, there's, there's certain parts of the Bible you're just avoiding then, you know that, or you're just twisting it. Ooh, ooh, ooh! He brought up this idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he brought up this idea. I saw this clip. Oh my gosh. He brought up the idea. So you know, Lazarus, mm-hmm. he died, and then Jesus brought him back to life. He brought up he brought up the story of Lazarus. Lazarus, I can't say his name. And he brought it up at, at, and he brought the point up when Jesus says, you know, come out, Lazarus. 
you know, come out of the low. And he said, he was saying that the come out of the closet. I was like, oh, what the heck are you no. saying, bro? He came out of like a cave or something. Yeah. He wasn't come out of the closet. Oh. What do you think? What are we going to improve your jokes? That hurts. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? That's no. not at all biblical. Read it. See, that's a perfect <laughs> example right there. People. It was, if people don't go to the Bible themselves, they'll never know. They'll hear that and go, well, he's more knowledgeable than me. He's a pastor, yeah. and people listen to him. Therefore, I should listen to him. Yeah. That's the quick, uh, quick notes of that whole situation. Yeah. That's, I don't know what that was. That was a misinterpretation or something. But see, it's, it's, <laughs> you're, the whole reason we're talking about this is kind of, you know, Christians need to be listening to these popular preachers and, yes, calling them out when yeah. they notice they're not preaching biblically. Because like in your situation where you had four or five Stephen Furtick sermons before you, you know, probably somebody in the comments said, hey, he's a false preacher. Yeah. And you decided to look in. But if somebody hadn't said that, would you continue listening as if yeah. he was a true preacher? So even even making comments on videos and talking to other people, other Christians about it, I think that's important work. Yeah. It's Obviously, good. you have to go with proof. Like, hey, look, he's been saying these things. They're no, not biblical at all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I agree. It's it's crazy, man. It is crazy. It's that's also and it's it's kind of a burden to to bear when you're supposed to be watching these people. Now, if you're knowledgeable about the Bible, it's not as hard as if you're an early Christian and you're trying to sort all of this out. Um, but that's why, throughout Scripture, it said, "Read the Scripture, know it, learn it, and, so that you're not tossed about by every teaching like yeah. in the waves or in the wind." And, and it's different for like mega churches, especially churches that are someone like Joel Osteen or whatever, and me and you can look at it and say, oh, that's yeah. blatantly obvious, you know, I'm not going to go to that church, whatever. And then you look, you're, you think, how do all these people fall into this so easily? Yeah. But then you think about, you know, how easily were you led astray before Christ? Yeah. It's the same idea, they just don't have Christ. They're easily, you're easily led astray, you're easily tempted, you easily fall. It's the same thing. So, yeah, you you got to get your voice out there, but, mm-hmm. yeah, there's going to but like, be a lot of people are just gonna ignore it or say something else, but yeah, if you if you can just get one person, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So there'll be more rejoicing for you, one person yeah. who's saved. Than- and it and, and it's very good to call out false preachers, false teachers, whatever they are, or false prophets, whatever they are, and then to know to understand that yeah, now you need to keep your distance. Yeah. So yeah, like if you if you recognize it, then it's like okay, I'm not gonna continue listening to their sermons. Unless there's some specific reason, like if someone I've hey, listen li- I've listened to see. some of their sermons specifically to look at how they preach, what the, how they word things, and how I can break it apart. Because I could break apart Joel Osteen's pretty easily. Stephen Furtick is slippery, but he, he has a lot of big falls. <laughs> it, there was a there was a moment just a few months ago where he was preaching and he was talking about and he claimed he was God Almighty. And I was like, yeah, that's that's an easy red flag there. That's an easy red flag, my guy. Next. <laughs> so you don't it, make it, those claims. Yeah, it's it's not like that. Yeah, but no, that's yeah, that's that's it. I don't know. We could talk about. Uh, what else is there to talk about? I don't that's, know. That's, that's everything. That's false teachers in in the in in, in the book. Um, study the word. Be in the word. It's easier to notice sin and wrongdoing the closer you are to God. Just like it's you sin less. The closer you get to God, yeah. So, but you still do sin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sort of like what that's what I do. That's what I aspire to do. I want to be a man of God, 
and completely be done with sin. You know, like stop. Like even it, can you stop. stop sinning at some point? I think it's possible. I finished Job last oh, night. Oh, good. Yeah, it's that's very Job interesting. Is kind of a long haul because you have to go through like the, each the of the whole, friends. Bro, the whole the, the main chunk of the book is just the four guys talking. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, Eliphaz. So far, I forgot the other guy, mm-hmm. and then you have Job, and it's just them four sitting in ashes, awesome. just chatting away. Yeah. One of my biggest questions is, did that entire conversation, like, all, it's like 25 chapters or something, did that all happen in, like, the matter of an hour? Because technically, Probably. looking yeah, how I find it. read it straight. Yeah. It, that's, like, an hour or two. Probably. Maybe. Or did that go over the span of days or weeks? Because the first week they showed up, they just sat, sat yeah. in the ashes seven days. for seven days just silent. Because he was mourning so heavily. So did it like, take weeks for them to have that full-on conversation? You know, I, I thought it was interesting, but no. My bro- my brother was talking to me, and he's like, just wait till you get to the uh, the behemoth and the Leviathan. No. Granted, there was not a lot on the behemoth, I'm going to be honest. It no. did go into detail on the Levi- Leviathan, but yeah. most yeah. things that people seem to find interesting in the Bible, I don't. Mm-hmm. Not, that, that, not that they're not cool. The Leviathan sounds sick. Mm-hmm. And like the way it's detailed and how its scales work, and each scale is so close together, not even air can get between it. And how yeah. you know spears and swords are like toothpicks to this guy. I was like, yeah, that sounds sick. And even if you saw it, it look it probably looks sick and terrifying. But it's like, I, I, I don't know. I find other things interesting. Man, I can't get. I've been getting back into the whole uh, um, the day they sinned, Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They're like millions of questions on that single thing it's millions oh my gosh (laughs) i try not to get wisdom in the bible i try not to get addicted to one area but every once in a while my mind goes back to the day they send everything just Mm -hmm. how it worked out you know like you pass by that tree every day and this is the day you do it like what you know Mm -hmm. like was there always that serpent on the tree always nabbing at you and you finally like let's go talk to him or was that the first time, and that's why you fell? So at least I, I don't know. Yeah, it's isn't it? It's There's crazy. so much going on there. There's crazy. so much symbology and also truth, because I believe it was a true account of what happened. But you know, like the fact that you got the two trees: the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's it's almost symbolic of. The and from what we know, have. they weren't far apart. They, yeah, I, yeah, they, they were, were probably right the they were probably ten, maybe twenty feet apart. Yeah, I so mean, you just going to get hop on over there. Some food yeah. from the tree of life. You see it all the time. Yeah. It was in the middle of the garden. Yeah. so central. Uh, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. But no, I just get I get crazy stuff like that. I don't know. No, it's not crazy. It's, Bro, we it's need. It's good to have a desire to know what's going on. Yeah, I try not to get too crazed. I'm gonna start reading Acts now. Acts is good. Acts is really good. So Shawn Michaels suggested it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's fun seeing all of the cool things that happened to Paul. Like Him getting stoned, stoned and just, and just thrown just, out the gate. But oh wait, he's not dead. Just, he just gets up and dust it off. Like, I right, next city. Goes back in the city. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, no. Bitten by a snake, and he just sort of shakes it off. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Gets shipwrecked. Bro, something I found super annoying about. So when I was reading Job, I usually like I study it. I will go through a chapter and I'll write down notes on what whatever I can pick out. And I started, in the beginning it was easy because you were talking about the first day Satan comes to God and says, you know, take away all his riches and family, yada, yada, yada. And once we, once I got into the, you know, constantly conversating between the friends, like they're there going back forth, oh, you're sinning, no, but I haven't sinned, why am I being punished? All these things. I was like, this 
at least the first half felt like the exact same conversation. They, that you were con- yeah, ki- consistently forth, saying the same things, yeah. and Job was consistently saying the same things to re- repute. And I was like, how do I how do I write notes on each chapter if it's the exact same thing? Right. So I started reading like five chapters at a time, mm-hmm. and I stopped taking notes. I was like, I just gotta. I read can't it. take notes of this. Yeah. Like, how did I do that? No, it's weird. One more thing I want to point out. First off. Uh, this is actually a two-part. I liked when his wife came to him and said, "Just curse God." And he's like, "Woman!" He's like, "Woman, get out of here!" <laughs> I was like, "Yo!" I was like, "Yo!" That, I love that part. But no, uh, in, in part of it, it mentions one of the one of the guys. I think it was so far, so far. I don't know how to say his name. It's like, yeah. And he says, "You know, look how all your family. Look how you have left all your family." And I think you. It, and nobody's here for you other than us to comfort you. And I think he was making a reference because he was sitting in ashes and doctors wouldn't come help him because he had the break um, pottery or whatever that cut himself to let out the goose. And he had to to fix himself because his disease, nobody wanted to touch that guy. He had COVID. Um, (laughs) But something I found interesting, I was like, okay, these guys are constantly saying something that isn't true, but they think it's true. So even at the end, God calls them out and he gets mad at them. Right? Yeah. And I think, and I, I look at it and I say, did Job leave so his wife didn't die? Mm-hmm. Right? And there's all sorts of jokes. That was the punishment. Is <laughs> <laughs> that she didn't die. That was the oh, punishment. No. But But did Job leave his family or did the rest of the family who survived leave him? Right. Especially because of the sickness he had. And I mean, it looked like he was cursed. He was just bad luck at that point. Mm-hmm. I found that so interesting. I was like, I didn't ever thought about that. Like, did all his family just leave him because of everything that had go on? Nobody stayed with him? Yeah. Other than the friends who were, weren't saying they, the right stuff. They were trying, but... They were they, trying, but they weren't understanding. And I, like, I was like... just repent of what you're doing. Like, that, that single mindset of possibly all his family just completely left him in the dust and went lived somewhere else, whatever. I was like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. It's like, his kids get killed, his wife... Obviously, she wants to curse God. Tells him to curse God. <laughs> Loses his servants, hit all his cattle and yeah, farming, every, all of his possessions, all his houses, all the riches, and then he gets terrible diseases. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that's insane. That just that blew my mind. That single thing, I was like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's just me. Yeah, Job is a fascinating book to read. It is a struggle because you've got those, all of the like the very beginning thing. and the very end. It's pretty easy to. Generally, pick up on stuff. I mean, I mean, there's obviously the a lot more, chapters in the middle. Obviously, a lot more detail in those first and beginning, the beginning and the end stuff that I haven't picked out. But yeah, that conversation was insane to try and pick out. It, it's cool insane. for the fact that like, there are so the many Bibles, metaphors. Yeah, the, all the metaphors and everything. They're everywhere. Fascinating. <laughs> they're fascinating, and I would love to see somebody do like an exegetical breakdown of Job. <laughs> At the same time, I would be terrified to listen to it because I wouldn't want to sit there like, okay, here's a sermon on like it, one it chapter. It sounds like it would be boring, yeah. but it also sounds like it could be possibly super there's, awesome. There's got to be meaning to it because it's Absolutely. included in the Bible, Yeah, obviously. Um, but, and perhaps it was just to show the full measure or, or approaching the full measure of how you're supposed to be, you know, fighting against those ideas of like, yeah, obviously you must have sinned and yada yeah. yada. But there's got to be more to it than that. There, I mean, there is. So I, 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 I mean, next time I read Job, I'm going to get the same amount of information I got this time. <laughs> I know it's going to be a while before I read Job. But no, I was just, I love 
absolutely. I mean, I'm going to read Acts now, but I love the Old Testament. Old Testament's good, and people. I love the Old Testament. This thing is amazing. It, it if you were the, the way I look at it is comparing the Old Testament to the New Testament is like it, everything is so much more severe and serious in the Old Testament. I mean, you have sacrifices left and right, yep. and repentance all- offerings. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. Some guy gets killed because he's picking up sticks in the woods on the Sabbath, and they bring them, and they're like. Yeah, kill him. Kill him. I was like, yo, imagine if you were that guy. You're going to kill me for sticks? Sticks. Sticks. Oh, no. If that guy hears this, don't worry. I, I forgive you. Oh. But no, we need to call it quits. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do. It's been uh, long enough. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. It was I'm good sure. to be back, and that was some good conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't. We haven't done this in a while. I don't know how we do this. Uh, well, um, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks for Glad listening. Glad you tuned in for our rare episode these rare days. episodes we hopefully we need yeah i'll talk to you after but we need to get i got some some, some ideas plans. okay yeah some some lit plans we'll make it happen. we need to do some pre-recorded episodes so we can get ahead yeah yeah we need to just sit down and so, turn them out sometime but yeah awesome thanks for listening um check out our email if you want to send us comments or possible topics for us to yeah, talk about there questions are, i'm sure there are hundreds of things we've never even talked about oh, before yeah. oh, true. Uh, and we probably don't even know we haven't talked about it so we won't unless somebody mentions yeah. it <laughs> but no like biblical it. or non-biblical then yeah so we're after it yeah and Bling don't forget <laughs> a bling yep i forgot we had that oh, for a no. minute i'm not gonna lie don't forget jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself that's right all right catch y'all later see ya